it actually happened. 1.8 million people gathered around their phones, their devices, their televisions, their laptops to watch Gucci Mane and Jeezy on Versus. It was somewhat of a reunion, somewhat of a uh, reconciliation, somewhat of a public retaliation of sorts. Um, it had a lot going on. I mean, 2020 has had a lot going on. So I mean, it makes sense that the Jeezy versus Gucci Mane versus would be no different. And, you know, I feel like it ran everybody through pretty much every emotion you could possibly have in, to participate in something they're actually not participating in. Um, all week, people were anxious. Um, during the verses, people were excited. People were sad. People were angry, it seems. Um, and I feel like it really put like a, a very clear defining line between certain types of hip hop fans through certain types of Atlanta residents, through certain types of people. And at the end of it, I think we all got what we wanted. Well, at least most of us got what we wanted. There are uh, there's certainly several points of contention, certain things that I personally am annoyed with. And um, we're going to talk about all of those things because this is the Something to Say podcast. The Iceman cometh. Well, let me let me start with this. Let's start. Let's start at the end and then work our way backwards a little bit. How many times have either of you watched Gucci Mane and Jeezy perform so icy since this thing went off? The oh, you mean that is that just moment. just just that one particular moment, just that three minutes and thirty five seconds or whatever it was. A couple times. I I don't think I believed it when it was happening. If I couldn't repeat it, like rewind it. I might have thought it was a fever dream, especially after leading up to everything. Like we saw so much in that, what almost two hour time frame. That by the time we get to icy, it feels like a surprise because it, it could have went a whole another way. Honestly, we could have just ended the night on their separate records and you know walked our separate ways especially with Gucci performing round one to begin. I didn't think that the night was going to have a happy ending. But the fact that we had one, the fact that they did it, like they actually did the song together. Couldn't believe it. Still can't believe it. I went back to it earlier today also to just make sure that it was real. Because as it was happening, it all seemed to happen really, really fast because it began on such an acrimonious note, as Yo said, but then also because Gucci continued to poke the bear or poke the snowman. (laughs) Be like, I'm going to take your carrot ass nose and just shove it up someplace where you can't even see it. Pretty much. Fuck your shit. Um, It all seemed to happen very, very quickly. The, the shift in mood to where we're ha- like, I think I said, said to Mike, like, where did this kumbaya moment come from? <laughs> I, I don't like 
what? Like, y'all were trying to fight. Y'all were trying to fight. But just, I had to watch it today just to make sure it was real. Because I did remember, like, Zaytoven all the way in the back in Magic City. Um, just looking so happy. Because <laughs> that was probably the only time he'll probably see that moment. And that was probably the only time that we'll ever get to see that moment. Really. Like, that was Thanksgiving. That was that definitely was Thanksgiving. That was definitely, definitely... <laughs> There was Yuletide cheer at the end <laughs> of Versus. I guess. Did y'all buy it, though? Okay, like, so what did y'all a, think? Oh, so here's the thing. Well, first, I mean, I've watched it at least six times for the same reason you guys mentioned, just to, like actually make sure it was real. But what I will say is that I wasn't totally surprised because, yeah, the way Gucci was carrying it, it could have gone super, super left. But I feel like the only way that I feel like the only way that they agree to do this versus, or not even that they agree, that I feel like one of Swiss and Tim's caveats to even doing this would have been, A, we're going to let y'all have y'all space to do what needs to be done because we understand there's an element of like some real shit going on here. So like if Gucci wants to come out and talk how he's going to talk, we can't stop him. Or try to like tell him he can't be like that. But I feel like if you're gonna do this, you have to do so icy together. No one gets the claim so icy. It's a record. Everyone. It's the elephant in the room. Outside of the body that dropped, like doing the record was the only was really the elephant in the room that everyone was looking for. And you don't really get any type of takeaway or conclusion from this if you don't do the record. And one of you can't just play it. It has to be, you're both in the same room. We both know what this is. You got to do the record together. That's just how it goes. Um, now, I don't buy that they are like best friends. This isn't Bert and Ernie we're talking about now. But at the same time, like I buy, I buy the fact that Gucci accepts that we can move forward. That's what I buy. Because I don't think... You don't you can't do that for two hours and then at the very end say, I appreciate you extending the olive branch, you know, no disrespect, it's all love, you know, Jeezy and Gucci man going to the club together, blah, blah, blah. To me, it reeks of like either G, either Gucci is the realest or he's the fakest. It can't be both. Right. Right. It, it can't it can't be both. He can't be he was so real that he told Juicy everything to his face, did all these disc records to his face, and then at the end when he says basically we can have peace is all love now all of a sudden it's just for show that part i just i've seen that argument a lot of people make i just can't go for that it can't be both things i i will say i believe in what john says that there was an agreement made that gucci can do his records but in exchange we need icy Mm -hmm. and in his own way icy buries the hatchet. If you can get on stage and do that song together, if you can get on stage and diss each other, you go on stage and look him in his eye and, and have this moment, then what else is there left for you guys to do? Like, it feels like to carry this on anymore, it'd be carrying a corpse. Like, it's dead, buried. And that's how I feel about the night. We rarely get a chance to see conflict buried like this. I mean, Nas and Jay buried their conflict, but it wasn't after performing TakeOver and Ether. You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody's drops between Jay-Z and Nas. Exactly. This is 
far deeper. And I feel like there's no other way you could settle this without having a proper burial for not just Icy, but for all the disc records. Gucci coming out doing round one. Man, I, I felt the anxiety jump out my skin. <laughs> oh my God. Immediately. Immediately it went left. Because even, even just speculating what records Gucci was going to play, I never thought round one was a record. I didn't think that was on the table. So for him to come out and it's, it's beef. You know, Jeezy didn't do Stay Strapped. He didn't do any of his diss records, which I also feel like Jeezy accepted his role as I I want to just get past this. I don't want to dwell on the negative. I want to dwell on the celebration side. So you're looking at it from two sides. There's one guy who's celebrating his catalog and the longevity getting out of 2005. And there's another guy who has not let it go yet. So you, you see both of those things playing out at the same time. And for them to come together at the end is bad. That's 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 Hollywood. It was like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Okay, I do buy that they agreed that the so icy moment was gonna happen. They looked at each other like siblings who had rehearsed this stuff for their mom's Christmas dinner or whatever. So it was just the visual cue that they needed. It was Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But I do think I do wonder what was happening behind the scenes leading up to this moment. Mm -hmm. During the battle, Jeezy is alluding to the phone calls where he's basically like, like, Gucci, I brought you on. And when Gucci, I brought you on to this, because remember, T.I. was originally scheduled to make this happen. We talked about how this was a moment bigger than us. And then, but then Gucci is talking about how he would not agree to do this if he couldn't perform the truth. Mm -hmm. That was the one caveat. So somewhere along the way, we learned that just because they're coming together in this rap battle doesn't mean that there's an actual reconciliation that took place. Even when they're trying to come together for an event, there is still a miscommunication, which I think is very, very fascinating because... I think it then complicates this notion that So Icy was this peacemaking moment that mm. I think they all want us to believe that it was. Now, do I think that they're going to be more civil with each other? Sure. I hope their night at Compound was as safe as it could possibly be. It was a little too Hollywood, though. It was a little too Hollywood. Little I would have rewritten this. I would have rewritten the script a little bit. I am just saying. <laughs> See, I didn't take it as a miscommunication. I took it as <clears throat> I know, I know, I know the exact moment you're talking about, and I felt like that was a moment of Jeezy wanting to. I think Jeezy wanted to give that speech, and I think that Gucci knew that that speech was coming, and I felt like Gucci kind of tried to bully his way past that speech a little bit. But no, 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 no. You're gonna hear this, like. I felt like both men came and behaved in their 100% authentic selves as they stand today. I think that Jeezy has obviously changed a lot since we first met him. I feel like he is kind of on a different path. He's not the same chubby face bandana young Jeezy running around the streets of Atlanta with Misha J-Bo and the rest of BMF. I don't think he's really that guy anymore. And I think on Gucci's behalf, 
you try to kill me. So no, I'm not. When I see you, I'm going to talk crazy to you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think everything that happened was like totally valid. I think they both. I think it represented both men's realities as they see it. Like I said, I don't think that they're necessarily friends. Whatever comes of this, I mean, that's for them to decide as we go forward. But would I be surprised if there's a Jeezy and Gucci main record that comes out in six months or less? No. Would mm, I be surprised really? I if there? Would I? Would I be shocked? You'd actually be shocked if if these if that happened. If they put out a five song EP, you'd be whoa, like, whoa, I can't believe whoa. this is happening after what we just whoa. watched for Versus for two hours. That's still, see, this that's is still why I didn't like the verses to begin with. No, 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 no. That's still self-fetched. I, 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 I agree. Why does that sound far fetched to you, yo? Because I kind of see the verses as a love and hip hop reunion where you have the whole season of conflict and then you have that space where everything spills over. Regardless if you sell your beefs or if you escalate into a fight. But usually after that reunion, whatever happens, it stays there. I don't expect anything to come after this because it was supposed to be for this night. I I don't think this was... Uh, a bridge being built between two people who have been separated. I think this is for us to settle what has kept us tied together. And then after this, we can be civil, but I don't know, man. I just, I can't imagine Gucci going out of his way to do five tracks with Jeezy or even a track with Jeezy. And it's not out of disrespect. It's just, you're a part of my past now. There's nothing keeping us tied. So why do anything together? That's how I see it. I think this is just us completing whatever has kept us together. Because now I feel like in five years, a Gucci release, no one's even thinking about Jeezy anymore. Or a Jeezy release, no one's thinking about Gucci anymore because that thing that kept them together has been settled. But that's that's just the way I see it. I feel like they've settled their issue. Thus, they've wiped their hands with each other. It, it would it would impress me if Zaytoven did five tracks with them called like the ICEP. Oh my god, I would. Well, I guess, <laughs> well, 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 I, guess, I guess that's my next question is like is that is it. that from the the cynicism of I don't believe that would happen because of everything that happened to them or is that a thing of I don't want to see that happen like I'm cool on that I would, happening. I wouldn't be against it. I just can't imagine. I just can't say, and I think it's because the history itself. And someone died. The man was murdered. And Jeezy did. Jeezy put that hit out on the Gucci. Put a hit on that chain. And it's so wild that all this starts because of music. They did a song together. Jeezy's label wanted the song for his album. Gucci's like, no, this is my song. He's the independent guy. Jeezy's on the major. So obviously, Jeezy's the biggest artist. And for him to even make Stay Strapped and to put that out there, it was a big deal. And I feel like even the beef escalated so fast. I remember hearing that song on the radio, and next thing you know, Gucci has a murder charge. It happened extremely fast. And ever since then, they've just been on this road together, a road of conflict. And the conflict's over. So what else is there for us to do? Yeah. Do we no, even? Only a- <laughs> An EP? Listen, listen. You know how much money that tour would make? Oh my God. Millions. The Jeezy and Gucci Mane tour? Oh, I think about those whole. When the verses came on, I thought of those homecoming concerts 
that were oh almost a year apart to the exact month, right? Bro, they could do a reunion tour just at HBCUs. <laughs> Never yeah. mind Come out of their finest wrestling regalia. Yeah, you know what I mean? We're just going to go to black colleges all across the South, to North Carolina mm-hmm. A&T, to the whole CAU, to Alabama State, and Tuskegee, and Hampton, and Howard, <laughs> and we... Like, it would sell out 20,000 person arenas every single time, guaranteed. But it would mostly be just because people wouldn't be able to believe the sites. I agree with Yo in the sense that, like, it's like every refrain in the Real Housewives franchise is like, I'll normally hang around these people every season. <laughs> I don't see you when we're not filming. It's like that between them. But then also, I think the two of them, from an artistry standpoint, are just so fundamentally different. And I don't know if even those fan bases could come together without something happening, whether at Tuskegee or the Fox Theater, whatever. (laughs) I've seen too many people (laughs) climb over the seats for the artists themselves. Imagine bringing those fan bases together. I don't know. And I'm a fan of both of them. I would fight myself. I swear. <laughs> you throw yourself down a flight of stairs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, when the verses happen, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I co-host a podcast that's named after a Jeezy song at the end of the day. I invoice a TM 101 constantly. Yeah. When the verses came on, Mike was the Jeezy person in the household all of a sudden. And then I was Gucci. I was like, I was just ready to fight. It's true. <laughs> you was going to fight Mike. I was going to fight Mike. And he was just in there so peacefully. Like, 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 like Jeezy. Yeah. <laughs> just, in, just in my zen, bro. Say whatever in you want to say. say. Whatever. Whatever, man. So wait, so so you were the so you were the Gucci person that night. Because we didn't talk before that before the verses. So you were the Gucci person. I didn't know. So here's the thing. I do like both artists, mm-hmm. but I almost saw it to where I was like. The thing I said about the Eddie Gordo situation, I was like, if Jeezy relies on Trap or Die or TM101, that's basically picking Eddie Gordo to play Tekken. It's too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> and I think with the way the versus is sort of regarded, because there is no real criteria, there is no actual winner declared, the default would be to say, well, TM101 went platinum. You can't say shit about that. Gucci doesn't have an album to his name that has made those sales. Mm. Um, I just don't think, though, that people go the extra step to then kind of look at Gucci's success with what we know now to be successful, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. The, The easiest way I could put it is that streaming didn't count toward gold and platinum certifications until 2016. And so much of what Gucci played during his battle preceded all that. So immediately, I think going into versus just like I do with any sports game that I don't know shit about, I tend to vote for the underdog. I would just so automatically that's where I tend to go. But that was also me just being like very irrational. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I could I could see where it was going and I just wanted to resist that like so, so badly. That's fair. That is fair. And Gucci was the underdog, which is why the matchup was so odd to me. Because Jeezy had an album like TM101, which is made for verses. It's a lot of big highs, big commercial highs. While Gucci is more of a cult figure, where a lot of his highs doesn't have the same 
you uh, certifications as GZs, but he probably has as many records as platinum in the underground as GZ has as platinum in the mainstream. So that clash inherently, you're gonna have a hard time beating some of the bigger records. You know, when GZ play go crazy, for some of us, that's an automatic win. You know, it doesn't really matter. But then Gucci has records too, where you hear Bricks, and Bricks does not have, you know, the platinum plaques, but play Bricks in any party in Atlanta and see what happens. It's going way up. going crazy. Yeah. So it was Gucci left a lot of drugs on the table too, though. Like he Gucci did. decided that he, he wasn't there to do a catalog battle. He was there to say how he felt. Mm-hmm. And he left mm-hmm. a lot of joints on the table that, that's why it was so interesting to me to watch people say that Gucci won because, I mean, to me, I'll, I'll say up top, to me, I thought he had no chance of winning the catalog battle. Like I have Oh, all- that was the other thing. I kind of wanted to troll you in the group text. I saw your stance immediately on Twitter. I was like, oh, this could be fun. I could go against you. Yeah, yeah he, could be, he could be my foil. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Well, yeah, I just musically, I just didn't think that there was even really a lot to talk about. And I'm the first person to tell you, as far as versus goes, my my versus um, outlook is that your hit record can be destroyed by a cultural smash at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, your hit record is always your hit record, and that has to be acknowledged and accepted. But if you play your hit record in a space where you know, it 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 kind of sets you on defense a little bit, and then the cultural, and then the, your opponent plays the cultural smash that everybody knows and love. No one's gonna look at your hit record and be like, "Oh, that was my favorite song." Like, no, they're gonna be like, "This song was my favorite song." So it's not gonna even out in that way. I just think Jeezy benefits from the fact that, yes, he has platinum records, but he doesn't have any like pop records. If that makes any sense, like loving this club is not, you know, you saw Usher in the versus comments, right? He was just waiting for the moment that either one of them was going to play an Usher collab. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen, Ursh. Sorry, Ursh, to bust your bubble. But no, this is a Jeezy and Gucci versus where there were t- where there was a murder lingering in the air. No, love in this club isn't going to get played. Sorry, dog. Just be in the audience and shut up. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But that's as close. But some of like that in like maybe loving his club, uh, hard with Rihanna, and mm. maybe like one other, maybe one other Jeezy song. But like most of Jeezy's big records are like street slappers. Mm. Even if they when they ended up having commercial appeal, like I don't look at Jeezy and be like, oh, Jeezy has you know the quote unquote girl song. Oh, Jeezy and the R and B singer. Jeezy and Neo. He wasn't none of that was getting coming out the bag tonight. Like this was just going to be on a turf. So it, I'm like, if if for people that are saying Gucci won, are you just saying Gucci won because he disrespected Jeezy to his face? Which is mm-hmm. if that's your reason for picking a win. I don't know that that applies to versus. I can see you being excited by that. I can see you saying like, I can't believe that Gucci went on like that. But mm-hmm. if you're just judging the verses, that doesn't really play into it. And so all the diss records were shocking, I guess. But were they great, amazing songs? Like that, mm, not, a, not in my book. Like mm-hmm. some of them were, I, of course I love some Gucci main records. Like that's not even the question. But like, 
like you said, when you play Go Crazy, when he plays gangster music, when he plays Bottom of the Map, when he plays, like, what are you doing with those? Like, I just don't know what a Gucci main response, appropriate response for that is musically that makes me be like, oh, yeah, Gucci won this round. Yeah, so for sure. Good point. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of the diss records stung differently because you're in his face. So it mm-hmm. might feel bigger in that particular moment, but out of the context of that moment, how do you feel about that record? Does it go? Like, again, I would never imagine I won't be in play because obviously it's this song, but it's not the big Gucci record. You know, it's not a, it's, to me, it's not an automatic win when you're playing verses. So you, you can kind of look at Gucci's intentions on being on that stage. It wasn't necessarily to be the victor. He just had to get, that off his chest, you know. I think he's been waiting for this moment in some odd way, you know, the mm-hmm. opportunity to to clear the air in a sense, to poke the bear, to be, you know, as villainous as he wants to be, even though he has all the rights. This man tried to get me killed. So he deserves that. He deserves all of this. He deserves all this smoke. But again, at this point, it's been 15 years. Jeezy kept saying 20. I don't know why he wanted to round up five, but it's been 15. (laughs) To make Gucci seem all the more absurd. I (laughs) love the fact that this beef was so acrimonious that they got to the point where they were arguing over how many years had it been since the feud began. I've hated you you for this long. No, you haven't. You've hated me for this long. I'm right, damn it. (laughs) I got five more years to hate you. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, but I was glad Gucci had that. It was almost like therapeutic because you go go to bed that night knowing, all right, I I got all of that off my chest. And to your earlier point, I mean, you did this in front of everybody. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why, like I said, I don't know that I buy that they're best friends, but I think after everything that's going on, I don't know that enough weight is really being put on those last words that Gucci said. Like, I think I think Gucci, I mean, obviously based on that two hours, but I think Gucci is a pretty sincere person. I think he's a person that's going to say what he feels. And I don't think he's a person that is going to lie to make us happy. I don't think he mm-hmm. cares anything about that. So, you know, when he says that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I guess we're moving forward toward like, like you said, at the very least, a respectful place to where we don't have to war with each other every single day or be worried about that. And I can go to sleep knowing that I kept it real. Mm-hmm. I didn't lose my dignity in any of this. I didn't have to bow down and kiss any rings. Like I said, everything I wanted to say and some more. Cause like, listen, round one was one thing, but when he starts talking about send some more and I send them back the same way you sent them in a box, I'm smoking that Pookie Loke. Free kill, free kill, free kill. I was like, oh, oh. man. Uh, <laughs> he dug his heel in it. He, he went as far left as you can go without touching somebody. Without without talking about him or calling his mama a name, like, yeah. it couldn't have gone any further than where it went. Like, No. No. And Jeezy was composed the whole time. He knew you it know. was going to happen. He knows yeah, what he was dealing he, with. He, he decided he that he was going to take that, that he that well, he I showed mean, up for that. Let, I mean, I think we underestimate, or yeah, maybe underestimating the amount, like, I guess the extent of Gucci's full-blown makeover. Once upon a time, we thought that dude was a clone. 
The dude <laughs> was standing up there. And this was the last event that was standing in the way from like that complete transformation. I mean, the yeah, facade was there. He had been hanging out with the polar bears in Iceland or whatever the fuck he's doing mm-hmm. in this luxury lifestyle. You know, um, he has the rich people teeth now. Yeah. So it, every, everything else had been... Um, I guess he had moved on from just about every other aspect in his past. Like he's a married man too, just as Jeezy is about to walk down the aisle. But this was like the one last thing. And I guess you really got to see him reckon with that in real time. Be like, cause I, even in the autobiography of Gucci Mane, he talks about um, a couple instances where there was some attempts for reconciliation, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. So even in a book that's supposed to announce his homecoming, that's supposed to announce a new chapter in Gucci Mane's life, that part was still unresolved. So, mm-hmm. well, Maurice, Maurice, uh, Maurice Garland reminded me of something that I had totally forgotten about. That at one point Gucci Mane was the one who was appeared ready to make peace because there was an interview that Gucci did on DJ drama show and they're talking and they're talking and drama just says, let's just call Jeezy and let's just end this. And they call Jeezy live on the air and Jeezy hangs up on him. Like, why y'all playing on my phone? Get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. Like what's wrong with y'all? Boom. He's out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, whether, Although I agree that Gucci had like all the right in the world to get off what he wanted to get off, I think somewhere in there, he he kind of wanted to get this over with too. Even if he's not gonna give Jeezy that publicly in front of all of us, I think he wanted to get that over with. Because when I go back and watch this versus, if you watch Gucci, obviously he's the heel, he's the villain. But I think his <laughs> rap hands give him away because there's video of. Jeezy doing like uh, I think he was doing bottom of the map or something and like you see Gucci like kind of mumbling the words and like doing the rap hands and I'm like you know these records you know you like these songs like (laughs) you're fighting it you're fighting it you're fighting it we know you like these songs Gucci we know you listen to these songs sometimes it's okay (laughs) it don't make you less real it don't make you less real bro but I seen your rap hands I seen you doing what we all do in the mirror when we wrap hands with words. Like, I saw it, bro. It's cool. And, it's and cool. to be honest, thinking about Icy, I think Icy's a perfect single for two new artists. You, you cannot ask for a better single that introduces two people from the Southern region. You get Jeezy's introduction about how he's the snowman. You know, get it, get it, Jeezy the snowman. To hear him rap that, and then Gucci come behind him and talk about who he is, the Gucci man that get girls to kiss his chain before kissing him. Mm-hmm. It's like you even you can recognize these are two like large guys coming in, you know. And I can't imagine what happens if they do not beef and we get a chance to see their runs together with with peace. Think about yeah. like Trap House coming out and Team One One coming out. Think about the movie coming out and Trap or Die coming out like. Just, I can't imagine the kind of clubs that could have packed out together. Or if Jeezy had a show and Gucci shows up and, and he pulls them out and does Icy and vice versa. You know, I feel like so much could have happened with their runs if this beat did not pit them on opposing sides. It, it's a little late. 15 years is a little late to 
you know, fill in that gap, but you can at least start to dream. Like, I, I mean, it's 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 hard to imagine a scenario where the city of Atlanta is more impactful or bigger in scope than it already is. But mm-hmm. if anything was going to do it, it would have been that that you just laid out. Had they never beefed before and were just a simpatico and they could work together and, and, and everyone could work with them and it not be a thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's another part that, you know, I think some people picked up on the fact that um, that DJ Ace and um, that uh, DJ Ace and uh, uh, a holiday, Holiday, no, yeah, Holiday were like, you know, it felt like there was tension amongst the DJs, yeah, it was tension amongst the DJs too, and there's tension amongst people who rock with both of these artists in the city. I mean, they said drama let off like a huge sigh of relief in compound at night because it was like finally i can just breathe i don't have to feel like i'm walking on eggshells anymore so i mean even if they aren't friends i think it will probably go a long way amongst the people who you know work for or friends with you know are part of both sides of this feud the the, the friends the outsiders the you know from what it's from what from all accounts, it sounds like P and Larry Jackson and Coach K had a lot to do with getting this to even happen in the first place. And I don't know what kind of conversations they had to have with Gucci. You know, I know Jeezy said that when when Gucci I guess initially declined, um, he thought maybe Gucci didn't wasn't like seeped in verses or like what it was really supposed to be about or what it was. So maybe he's, you know, declining was saying, yeah, I'm cool on that, whatever it is. I don't know what Larry Jackson and I mean, outside of the bag, I mean, obviously there was a, a bag was transferred, but like, I don't know what they had to tell that man to make it all come around. Hmm. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if coach K was involved because I mean, it was really coach that sort of orchestrated Icy to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like he had already been working with Jeezy at that point and he's seeing what Gucci Mane is doing. And I mean, to be honest, from what I read anyway, I don't think Jeezy and Gucci were even hanging out at the same clubs like most of the time. I mean, Jeezy definitely did like the the nightclub tour with Big Meech and things like that. Whereas Gucci was more like entrenched in the jazzy tees and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, I think coach saw from the jump what would happen if these two forces were to come together? Like, because I think, you know, even as verse is sort of laid out from an artistry standpoint, even though they both fall under the trap umbrella, the contrast between them just couldn't be more different. I think if Jeezy was paired with T.I., it it wouldn't have been nearly as close of a battle. But part of the reason I think there is so much debate around this was because Jeezy is squarely approaching this from like the hustler motivational speak standpoint. Gucci is approaching trap like it's his playground to play around in. And sometimes even on verses, it came down to whether you were a shorty red person or Zaytoven person. I felt like there were so Mm. many records where even those producers just um, came head to head and their styles could not be more different. Um, so 
I don't know what I was trying to say with all that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think it was for the greater good anyway, that I think trap ended up diversifying through these respective artists catalogs where all of a sudden you're starting to see like it can mean one thing to one person but it can mean a completely different thing to 21 savage or whatever yeah um, yeah i agree and and gucci just had a much more flexible catalog i think he was so open to trying things working with new producers working with new artists Jeezy clearly defined who he was and stuck to that definition throughout his entire career but Gucci was super transformative. And I think that was where they separated. You know, you can go down the Jeezy route and be that thug motivational uh, spokesman, or you could be what Gucci is, is whatever the hell you want to be. Yeah, at one point, his studio was literally called like Star Cert Studios. It was the one that <laughs> I lived mm-hmm. around the corner from. Like I could have walked to it. Um, but I think that was Gucci's MO, period. It was like Star Search. Your amigos, mm. okay, come on in. 21, come on in. Whoever. Open door. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think that, I mean, obviously, you know, his going to jail those couple of times kind of derailed a lot of his momentum. Uh, but I think even though, you know, we, we all recognize that Jeezy has had a more, you know, commercially uh, successful type of career as far as releasing albums and sales and the, the bigger notoriety and that kind of thing. I think it can definitely be argued that despite Gucci being more of a quote unquote underground legend or a cult type figure, I think Gucci's penchant for his potential to make those big pop records might be there more than Jeezy even. Like when I think about Lemonade and I think about, I don't, I don't see Jeezy doing Eliminate. I don't see, you know, like I can see, like I can see Jeezy with the R&B singer type of thing, but I don't know how sweet and syrupy I can hear Jeezy on a record. Like this, to me, the sweetest and syrupiest Jeezy record, as far as just how it sounds, might be My Hood. I always looked at, I always looked at My Hood, kind of like his version of what. Rubber Band Man could have been for was for Tip as far as like this is a uh, this is me doing a trap song but the sound of this song is like a big commercial rap song that it has a, it has a kazoo in it like <laughs> like how much kazoo how many kazoos are in a trap like that's not something you normally get but I feel like Gucci would have happily jumped on any of those beats and I think Zaytoven is a you know big part of that making that sound that just yeah it can be street record but it just sounds sweet it sounds real easy i can see minivan moms listening to this song and not even knowing that they're talking about crack and cocaine and just kind of going with it like that i mean that's a good point because um i mean even the story behind like and then what was that manny fresh had to convince jeezy like listen just because the hook is boom boom clap doesn't mean you're less street okay right (laughs) right right right, right. (laughs) that's my favorite part versus like um gucci most recently collaborated with a doja cat you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like teaming up with Mulatto to redo Freaky Girl and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. What I want to know is, is there any other rap beef or rap circumstance that could be concluded through verses that's not Jeezy and Gucci? 
saw I saw a fifties talking about him in game. Might be doing a versus. They already kissed and made up though. Right. That's, that's, not what, that's, be what, that's fun. how I feel. I yeah. feel like it wouldn't that's be. That's not as gonna fun. be fun. I feel like that no. is just and even though like Jeezy shouted out end. Jay and Nas at the end, which I would personally still like to see, Jay would probably never do it. But that beef has been over. So like mm-hmm. when I think about I the rap beefs now, I, I think about I say no because I think the rap beefs now aren't between adults, they're between children. And I don't think that the children are mature enough to sit there and let that happen without something bad happening. Like as tense as it mm-hmm. was for Jeezy and Gucci, like those are two adults. Right. I don't F- think these 24 year old rappers, 25 year old rappers that have beef with each other can sit in the same room with their 25 year old crews in each respective corner and something terrible not happening there. So I'm, I, I will lean toward no as far as other rap beefs that might could find their end via verses. I wouldn't want it to be a rap beef. I'd want it to be like a love fest, like Erica and Jill, or mm. even like T Pain and Lil John, even though they, I don't think there was ever anything acrimonious between Mm-mm. them, but it'd have to be very good natured, like very good natured. Like somebody, um, was it Swiss that said that Outcast and a track called Quest was on the docket? Yeah. Right. The tone would be of that. The tone of that, though, would obviously be vastly different. They never hated each other to begin no, with. No, right. no, 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 so. no. That's, that's think, a little fist. I think the fan. I think the fanship going both ways is way too high for there to be any level of tension or anything like that. Yeah, that's but a I think whatever they, what, yeah, it's a, a full celebration, like full stop. Um, but we, I think whatever the next verses is, they have to go. We have to get something happy now, bro. Like you, you'll put us through a lot. <laughs> You put us, you put us all through a lot. I, I'm happy for Swiss and Ten that they pulled it off and they made it happen oh and God. ended peacefully. It's amazing. It's incredible. But you put us through a lot that we. You did this during an election year. <laughs> yeah, that's going into runoff. It's going into runoff. Yeah, like you, you, and like, in Georgia. You know yeah. how fucking stressed we are in the middle of a pandemic. Like in the, the middle the, of a the, pandemic, the, 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 real, real high on the tense level, and you kind of and you send them to compound. Yeah, how yeah. Dare <laughs> you. yeah, bro. Like it's like sitting in the war. <laughs> yeah, like you, you put us all in a real bad spot, yeah. bro. The like, time I'm not gonna hold you. Like and then the, the Falcons just play the Saints. Like yeah. bro, this is happening <laughs> the same week. Yeah, like God's time is nuts. Yeah, oh no, it's God. it's tough. It's very tough. But um, would, would you guys watch T Pain versus Future? T Pain's already competed. Uh, well, I'm just saying, just thinking about how they have that conflict that was never kind of reconciled, and I feel like they both have hits. Was, I think Future. I think Future's too petty. I yeah, think Future's way so. too petty. He'd be like, I don't know who I'm here with. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm standing on this stage right now. You know, Future would do that. He'd just be looking on his phone the whole time. No. Plus, musically, I don't. I mean, obviously, there's some level of overlap, but it just it, to me, T Pain occupies such a different space. Mm. Even even with the auto tune thing, it was like I feel like the the blast off of Future was when T Pain was kind of plummeting down to earth. Very mm-hmm. true. Very true. I and, guess I, I'm still I'm still holding out that Future's gonna have a great versus because. 
the amount of fruits he has. I, just, I, don't I, just don't, I think there's two I, people in Atlanta now who are kind of left in limbo because Swiss and Tim didn't do what they were kind of supposed to do. They, they, one element threw it off, and that's when they picked Ludacris and Nelly. That threw off the whole uh, multiverse because it should have been Luda and T.I. Now, there's nobody in Atlanta who's really qualified to versus T.I., you have to go to fifty, that or you have to go outside of Atlanta now, because and I, and I don't know, and I'm not even saying that Atlanta is like it has to be someone from Atlanta, but I think most people were expecting some type of if Ti was going to be involved, one of his other peers in that kind of way, and there's just nobody with the the hit records or the underground records who is available now to go there with Tip, mm-hmm. and I don't even yeah. know who you would pick for future as a solo artist that occupies his space like mm. who's qualified now to the joke the joke i made to mike was like it have to be future versus hendrix yeah that's what, yeah that's what, it would have to be something like that <laughs> like i don't <laughs> ti versus tip like, yeah, I, right. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't you do you like the what? cgi thing yeah yeah you put him in a suit yeah you put him in a suit on one side and you put him in a in a, in a tilted gravity defying hat on the other and then you just let him go through because i don't know if i'm missing a name somebody tell me but i just don't see who is eligible to, and i don't want to see ti versus future yeah, no, no, absolutely no, no, not. No, 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 no. You make a good point, though. That T.I. versus Luda would have been nice. It would have just been a nice That moment. was the one. I mean, their beef is already settled, but because there was that tension, they can talk about it, you know, amongst each other. Like, there would have been stories to tell, you know, and, you know, not for nothing. I don't know if they would have brought it up, but I was listening to, I forgot about this line, but there was the line that uh, in Pretty Girls Love Trap Music, in that first song, Two Chains talks about being there when Tip swung on Shaka Zulu. So, like, there would have been stories that we could have gotten out of a T.I. versus Luda, even if it wasn't just about them. But they chose Nelly for some reason, so now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. It's fine. I'm I, sure they'll figure it out. Listen, they managed to bring Brandy and Monica together. Okay. Yeah. So sure they've done some capable. work. They've done they've done the impossible a couple of times. I guess that's why it's, it's so fascinating to see who else is left for them to pull. Because I agree with Jai, like the younger guys, you you're not able to do them yet. You have to stay in a certain kind of age range in a certain kind of uh, artistic demographic. But they've they've hit some heavy hitters, and they've done some that we would have probably never imagined. So if they do the only, the tribes, only younger type groups that I would go for, I think I think I might go for Ray Shrimmer versus the Migos. The catalog, the catalog is is a. I mean, the, the Migos still have more have mixtape classics that might be Ray Shrimmer might not necessarily have anything for. But as far as groups that are like younger, more like right now thing, I and could, they have features. They lots of features. features, right? Yeah. So like, I and can, it would be I could, fun. It would be, be fun. fun. It would just be match. a good time. Yeah, fun yeah. match. We just sit up here and we do our thing. Like, I think that could be a good time. Um, but the two that I want. <laughs> that have nothing to do with rap music just because I think it would be funny to see what happens is I still want to see the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC and I still want Justin to Justin would never do it though because he's oh, that man. dumb he's hey, that dumb if they, if they got Justin 
If they get Justin, I think the only caveat for that needs to be that if Justin does it, he's got to like really break himself for Janet Jackson. Like he has to offer like a full, real come to Jesus, maybe cry a little bit apology to that lady to really be because now you're entering like I mean JT's already kind of in entered a black space, but this versus thing is definitely a black space. So it's like That's if you're true. gonna be here, you're gonna have to break yourself for that lady. But short of that, That's I think it would be hilarious because there would be millions and millions of millions of people in that versus. Who, I think it'd break the Gucci and Jeezy. Uh, it would for sure. Because you're talking oh about now, you're talking about 50-year-old moms and their I kids. I have seen and- Backstreet Boys <laughs> in Vegas. It was one of the greatest times of my life. See? All the MILFs all the way down in the front rows just like trying to grab at their pants. Just yeah, to grab see, at that shit. See, oh see, and then meanwhile, gosh. we were in the seats with the kids where I was like, wait, you were born in 2000. What the hell are you doing? What are you doing? What do you yeah, actually know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You were born when Millennium came out? Excuse me? Jesus. But it was such a great time. It was so, such a great time. That one and then... um. I saw someone suggested uh, Bruno Mars versus The Weeknd, and I want to see that too. I think. Oh. I don't know about that one. Uh, I, I I want to see. What do you mean? The Weeknd's gonna play uh, the Super Bowl. I think it's the light versus the dark. I think it's like. Oh, interesting. I think that it's like the weekend is like the not necessarily the villain, but he's he's the the darker brooding type of character. And Bruno Mars is gonna have a huge smile on his face. It's like. He it's was like, an Elvis impersonator as a kid. Like it's like Mr. Insane. Rogers versus Nosferatu. Like yes, I want to see. <laughs> yes, I want to see that. I want to see what it looks like. I'm sorry. I'm curious. I'd love to see. I'm not Does mad. At, I, I, I don't know who's gonna win. Like how their records will play. Against I'm a. Each other. I'll be Team Bruno. So you have to ask me. I'll for sure really? be Team Bruno. I, I don't dislike the weekend, huh. but the weekend he never. I never got like really emotionally attached to Abel or his music. It's not bad. Really? I'm just that I just I don't care I mean, enough to be like. He. I, I would want to yeah. see this now. Now that job brings it up, just them sitting next to each other. But I think it would have to be stages light versus dark, a spotlight on Bruno Mars versus the weekend shrouded in like like one of those anonymous crime victims from yeah. I don't know speaking through the bow code or yes. like you give the, the weekend you give him like uh like red contact lenses and you turn off all the lights Stop it. and all he has is a microphone and like a, a black frock. <laughs> and you just hear the songs. He's just this mysterious figure in the darkness singing to you all night. And you have a huge spotlight on Bruno where it's shiny and it's like lights and pyrotechnics and everything. And you just let them go for three hours. <laughs> That's my story and I'm sticking to it. That oh sounds like a God. Batman movie though. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 the Sugar and Spice? Remember? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Two-Face? Oh my Absolutely. god. So Absolutely. Bruno Mars is Drew Barrymore. Yes. And the weekend would be Debbie Mazar. Mm-hmm. You get it. You get it. You see the whole wow. vision. You see the entire vision is right there in front of you. 
I'm just saying. We're now opening a consultancy business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they take this one. This this is a golden one. I, I wouldn't be mad to see versus take this one. I'm just saying. But I think whatever they do next, they gotta like we have to. It has to be a change of pace. I don't know what yeah, the next versus would be. I don't it know. Can, if it can't be, be conflict. Yeah, no, no, no. We have to move on to a much happier time. Tribe and Outcast would be amazing. Oh man. Well, I guess in the meantime. Happy holidays to everyone. This was the Thanksgiving fight that we just saved ourselves. Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Wow. From the East Atlanta Santa. Mm-hmm. And the snowman. And, snow and the I snow, snow cone. cone. <laughs> <laughs> snow cone. How, but how you call this man snow cone when you ha- you're the one with the cone on your face? Yeah. Can we get Christmas cards? Actually, that um, should have been part uh, of the merch. I'm not going to hold you. I think they missed the opportunity there. T-shirts and the hoodies and all that were cool. But like <sighs> Christmas cards versus Christmas cards from East Atlanta Santa and the Snow Cone. That like. <laughs> I think there's still time. There's oh, definitely yeah. still time. Oh, yeah. There's oh, for yeah. sure still time. We got time. a couple of weeks. They can make this happen. And again, if, if, if Jeezy and Gucci wrote out something like a tape with some merch, it would go crazy right now. I'm telling you, the opportunity, here's what it is. I don't know what Coach and them told that man. But what I do know is that all three of those gentlemen, P, Coach, and Larry Jackson, are capitalists. I think they, everyone <laughs> understands that there is plenty of money to be made from a Jeezy, Gucci Mane musical reunion of some sorts. Lots and lots of money to be made. Especially if you do but it as when? like a... You just uh. you just you record all you start recording in 2021. You let it ride out. You let COVID happen. You see what happens with the vaccine. And if we're back in a place in early in January of 2022, if we're back in a place where there's public confidence and people are actually outside and conditions are there and we can have concerts and all that thing, then in late February, early March, you roll out a single and then you tour that some bitch from April to August. <laughs> you just <laughs> run down the whole country and make millions of dollars and then everyone can go about their business after that. And then Yo could finally see Jeezy perform alive because of that one time. Wait. You've never seen Jay ne- Jenkins perform? No, I've never seen Jay Jenkins perform. I've seen Gucci. Oh, this is our friendship origin story. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah. I, flipped my, I flipped my year anniversary ticket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's real out here. Sometimes you hey. got to do what you got to do. Hey, hey, absolutely. I'm not mad at you. But I, I would not sell that ticket. I would buy that ticket twice. Yeah. Jesus. But you're right. They're, they got time because of COVID. COVID actually allows you to build this out right. Now, the problem would be in the midst of making the EP, if the beef starts again and Gucci drops a diss record and well, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. All, all of this is, is provided. Which is never the off the table. It's, it's not off the table at all. If, if Gucci drops a new tape by well, within the next three months and there's a, a Jeezy diss on there, and about how the whole thing was fake and how it was rigged and how he never got his money. I'm telling you, it would be, it would be ridiculous. But as it's not off the table, like I said, I still wait and see if something's going to happen. Like he's quiet right now. Everything's yeah. peaceful. But if I know Gucci like I know Gucci, he can start some shit. Yeah. And I guess the other part too is like, Although I actually I've been listening to the recession too a lot this weekend and I actually really like the album. How is it? 
It, I no. think it's fantastic. I haven't been able to say that about a Jeezy album in a very long time. I think the album is great. Um, but that said, I think both of them could use the career boost if they're interested in like music. Because I, I mean, I know I people. I mean, that's are Gucci what fans. Versus is all about, though. We yeah, don't it's do yeah, Versus without right. seeing the the streams just go just go crazy right. and like yes i know that you know it was funny to me because a lot of people were like oh all these jeezy songs he's gonna play are all old which in my mind i'm like old like i mean yes they are over a decade you know but like 20 years now 20 years it's been 20 years <laughs> i hated you but like i don't know of any real recent gucci main bangers sort of first day out Oh, come on. That was his whole like second win. Like once he got out of jail, every like Black Beetle, I got the back. I mean, he played them like both the um, But I hate both of them. Black Beetles and both are like they they were successful songs, but I hate both of them. Like, uh, Okay, you didn't ask for hits you liked, same. sir. <laughs> you just asked for hits. Yeah, you know. And Gucci's consistency with new artists like working with a Doja Cat, um, working with a mulatto. You know, he's he's still forward facing. We haven't forgot about Gucci yet. But I don't think he has as many iconic records in this uh within like the last five years. I mean, I I consider both of them being I mean, maybe not a whole slump, but like I don't consider both of them I don't think about either of them in the musical landscape of the past four years, maybe five. In any real, in any super significant way, they haven't been the biggest players. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, they've been around, but I just like I think about both of their records, and I think everything I want to hear from both of them is ten years old or older. This is fair. This is fair. So this would give them a boost. I think it would be a culture reset in some ways that if Cheesy and Gucci come out, especially if it's good. I got to hear this recession too because I haven't heard it. But if Jeezy's building up momentum to have like a really strong, you know, late career comeback, then a tape with Gucci or at least a single could restart some of that momentum or keep that momentum going. And of course, with Gucci, I just think he's just extravagant. So he's always a moment away from being back in our faces. This would be a great way to make that moment. But, you know, it all depends on what they want. I don't know what these artists want at this point. You know, Recession 2 seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Jeezy, especially now, you can you can imagine a retirement in his near future within the next four or five years. But it does it, that, that begs the question, how many more tapes do you put out? How many more releases do you go? Gucci's way more prolific, but how many of those releases are going to be like significant? How many more big Gucci albums do we have to look forward to? You know, it's, it's interesting. These are, all, these are all valid questions. Right. And I don't even know if an album that's never been like Gucci's thing. The mm-hmm. big Isn't splashy mm-hmm. statement making album. It introduces us to lingo, producers, and moments. But he's never been the type to have an album culminate to a moment. That's never been. He's always been mm-hmm. much, much looser than that. So like I don't even think those type of moments are on the table. He just like constantly records and releases and hopes that something like catches on. That has been his style since day one. So honestly, I don't even know. Can they even come together? Like, can they even come to terms with like something that makes sense for the both of them? Maybe it is just a single. It would better be a fantastic ass t-shirt that I will wear until it's vintage. But I'm not sure other than that. 
This has, or does not, not that it has nothing to do with it. How did Travis Scott end up making <laughs> Gucci and Jeezy merch? I still don't understand. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the connection to where he just. Is he a distributor? Like, what happened? Travis a, a Scott is agency? a streetwear brand. He'd make a t shirt for everybody. For anybody who wants a t shirt, I got some t shirts <laughs> for you. Anyone that want to share, I'm producing t shirts. I don't yeah. know when he took that out. He's really just been making tees for like the last six months. It's been fascinating. The Travis Scott t-shirt is going to be something we talk about in a couple of years. Like, how did it happen? And who bought one? Because he, he sold a lot thing. of tees this year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he has the he has a fan base of devout t-shirt wearers. <laughs> and he's like Hot Topic, bro. He, literally, he's like Hot Topic, except like if the tees were $150. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. All right. We are ending this podcast. Now. <laughs> you, you've been listening to the Some to Say podcast produced here in the SWATs by Michael Saba. This podcast is gener- generously rather supported by um, listeners like y'all. If you want to learn more, head over to patreon.com slash something to say.